Thank you for tuning in to Christ Alone Podcast. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Christ Alone Podcast. Christ Alone Podcast. Stevens. Angelica. And uh, we're here to let you know that Jesus loves you. And, um, you know, he's he's waiting for you. He's giving you plenty of opportunities to come to him. Mm. Um, you know, we believe that Jesus lived, he died, and he resurrected as he said he would. And he has died for our sins. And... He's coming to, you know, rescue us from this world. Amen. And, you know, my personal opinion, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Rapture 2020. Yeah, hashtag Rapture 2020. Um, I know we briefly touched on the Rapture, but... um, Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that a little bit more. (laughs) Anyways, how was your uh, week... Uh, it was good. It was good and slash a little frustrating because I feel like the week went by so fast. Yeah. Um, and like I would have, I, so I'm, you know, I'm. You're reading uh, what? I'm reading that book. Uh, looking, what is it called? Looking oh. for. A- <laughs> really? <laughs> Finding a lot. No, seeking, seeking a lot. <laughs> Finding Jesus. Really? <laughs> I hope seeking, you're not seeking right. for a lot. You ain't gonna find them. <laughs> uh, uh, seeking. No, sorry. I was gonna say it again. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Seeking Lord, Allah, Lord, finding Jesus me. by Nabil Qureshi. Seeking Allah. I, I had that plan to read that book, you know, throughout the week, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all this time because. Um, I wasn't preparing the lesson for Bible study last week, so I had a little bit of extra time. Yeah. But it was just, there's just so much busyness in the day and so much other things that come up. And um, I read a lot more of it this week, this weekend. So so it's a really good book. I'm excited to get into it for the next episode, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, and then yesterday, yesterday I had a frustration. God, because I, a, I have sorry, a, personal, had a frustrating what? At a frustrating moment, moment with God, because had a, I've just been praying for for something for a while. Um, what is it? What is it? it? Tell me. What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm he kidding. hasn't. Hey, but you know what? You know, there's people that prayed. For a long time and you know it took some of them 25 years to get their prayers answered well thank you for the encouraging words <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm talking about no uh, well it took like what for us 25 is years that who you're referring to yeah wow um, Lord, let it please not, be, not take 25, <laughs> 25 years. years. Listen, uh, but listen, 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 listen. Let it listen. happen. Let before me tell the you rapture. the rest. 
<laughs> listen, listen. So I'm, you know, I'm driving, I'm driving to church, you know, from Mama Bear's Papa Bear's house. I'm, you know, I'm frustrated with God, but I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry for being frustrated with you. I don't want to be because you're God, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but at this, like, all I, I feel like he was telling me a few different things, and I really don't remember him reminding me how much he loved me. And that was just so overwhelming and so awesome to be to be reminded that the God, God, the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, loves little old me, you know, loves us in such a way, in such a personal way. Like, that's awesome, you know, yeah. and God is sovereign, you know, if we want to segue <laughs> God is sovereign and he he sees the big picture, you know, and I only see a small part of the picture. I'm frustrated because this small part of the picture sees the whole thing. And he's yeah. like, you know, I see the picture and the bigger picture is beautiful and, and, and you you have no idea what I have in store for you, whether it's in this life or, or the next life, but but he is wiser than I am. His, and, his and thoughts are life, higher than my thoughts. His ways next- are higher than my ways. Hold on, I'm preaching. <laughs> so, no, I just wanted to say by next life you don't mean reincarnation. Let's be clear. Oh, wait, hold on. We don't believe in that. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! You're gonna confuse people. Okay, so we don't believe in reincarnation, guys. I mean eternal life, eternal life. You know, after you go on to be with Jesus, or you know. Obviously, you're gonna come before uh, we die. Yeah. So listen, uh, sorry, well you, about you keep you keep cutting out. I don't know if it's your Wi-Fi or what, but I I I just don't want the final version of this recording to be cutting out like the way I'm hearing you cut out because it's cutting out a lot. Yeah. Um. But anyways, oh, we also want to quickly apologize for you know taking a couple extra hours to post this episode. Uh, yeah, bit a bit of a crazy weekend, but at yeah. least for me. You guys remember my brother, baby? So got a, a lot of things going on. Uh, a new baby. You cut out when you said that. But <laughs> new, newborn baby. Should we? Okay, tell. How about you tell me now? Tell me about your week, and then we'll go to a break to see if we actually recorded <laughs> what we've been saying. Uh, how was your right. week? my week my week i mean my week was good um it's i don't feel it any different than the week before that i've been uh you know i feel tired still uh, yeah you know with the baby um she's a she, <laughs> she's uh she's something all right and uh i love her <laughs> <laughs> i love good. her but um but yeah so um yeah i've uh i mean i'm good i'm good i came home today gave javerlin a big big hug um just because you know i you know had a buddy of mine that went through something tragic yesterday his daughter who i don't think was even in her 20s yet um was in a fatal car accident and you know yeah. I just, it, it, you know, it's been on my mind all day. So, um, you know, st- stuff like that sometimes drains us. Um, but, 
but you know um reaching out to people you know when they're going through those times really really means a lot and could make the difference um because i can't imagine losing my daughters one of them and you know it could it could break a person so um, yeah so yeah but um overall overall you know aside from receiving that news this morning overall uh pretty decent week i'm happy to be alive i'm happy to be able to do this podcast i'm happy mm-hmm. that you know um this little podcast is being listened to all over the world in australia the united kingdom in um germany hong kong the philippines so um shout out to all of you that listen please please share our podcast please uh leave a review on apple podcasts um find us on our website at christalonepodcast.com all our handles are christalonepodcast except for twitter which is christalonepod yes um twitter twist twitter twister okay twitter has i actually- think you're like are you not I feel like you're liking Twitter more. Are you not? Well, um I don't know. Maybe I'm learning what Twitter is just now. Yeah. <laughs> um and um I lo- the at first I thought the short answers, you know, 140 characters was a bit annoying, but I find mm-hmm. that it allows the opportunity for you to create more um uh posts that that have more uh, substance to them you know mm-hmm. um and so thus making it more intentional not just writing a bunch of nonsense um yeah so um i've also i've also been interacting with a lot of people that i don't know um you know through our podcast handle uh crystalon pod and uh it's been i mean it's been good it's been good because you know as you know i i prayed for god to you know use me and all my connections through experience and social media to be able to talk about him and you know uh, so that he can be glorified through that and you know it's been happening it's been happening and you know um i i only got beef with one one uh one person out there mm-hmm. and and it's uh CS Lewis not the actual CS Lewis cuz you know he he passed away but yeah. you know whoever is representing him on Twitter is not doing a very good job okay yeah um because they're using you know um information from a website that's not biblical so um it's just you know it's bringing in stuff that is not has it's just i don't know it's not biblical it's not uh christ oriented and it's you know it's a distraction really um it's just nonsense yeah. to spend time on some of the stuff that they're posting so every time they do that i'm like listen please stop posting on biblical stuff <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah um but anyways um yeah that's that's pretty much it Um I will add one more thing. Yeah. I want I want and I want to keep it short so we can get into the sovereignty thing cuz you talk yeah. too much. I do. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. Sorry. 
I do talk too much. Listen, I think you know. No, listen, I think some listen. People, you talk. I you think, talk the right amount, okay? I think some people, um, I think, uh, are starting to get the idea that maybe they shouldn't have a conversation with me. Um, I re- I really am because. <laughs> Because I, I I find myself always talking about God, and, and again, it's not something that's that good. I, I'm, it's not something that I do like on purpose, right? I feel that you know the Holy Spirit is, you know, um, coming down on me and using me, and and I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, and then the conversations always seem to you know end up that way. But I mean, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? You said oh, you're yeah. going to add one more thing. Oh, yeah. Add one more thing. Um, our mama bear started reading her Bible more. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I love it. And I think you you uh, were an uh, in, in. Yes, because I didn't do anything. That was God. <laughs> yeah. That was all so, God. Yeah. Yeah, she, so you know, she, I think she started. She she started asking us questions, right? And then, um, um, you know, she'll just like every time I talk to her, we get into the conversations, and she she actually loves that. You know, she yeah. loves having the conversations that we have because they're all Christ centered now, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, you know, to to watch how this is all unfolding, like all of a sudden. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, we see it as all of a sudden, but we know that it's all part of God's plan, um, yeah. you know, for all these people, because a lot, a lot of people have been having this revival, this reawakening of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have been having dreams and visions and, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff is so prophetic. And to me, the only thing that I see from everything that's going on in the world right now is that, you know, uh, prophecy is unfolding before our very own eyes and you know I'm happy to see it unfold and you know if if you if you're scared about prophecy unfolding then you need to you know dive into scripture and you know check yourself and have a conversation with God and ask Jesus to reveal some truth to you because you know, there's nothing, uh, you know, as, as awful as some of the things are that 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 are uh, documented in the Bible as far as, you know, you know, um, things that happened in the past and the way things look like they're going to happen in the future. You know, if you if you um, if you're connected to Christ and, you know, you ask for the wisdom, the understanding and uh, and read it. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story of, you know, Jesus coming to rebuild a broken world, which is, I think, something that all of us struggle with, right? We live in a broken world where stuff that we don't understand is out of our control. And those of us who don't, even those of us that don't believe in God are always like, God, why did you do this? Yeah. You know, um, you know, and it, it, you know, I, I just, you know, when I see things like that, you know, I wish people understood that 
you know, even even those that say that they don't believe in God, and if they really sit down and think about it, they might be saying that, but their spirit is telling them the opposite. And I know that they're suppressing it and they're, you know, you know, they're okay with ignoring it for now, but you know, I'm just I'm happy to, you know, be alive and see these things unfolding because I do believe that Jesus is coming very soon. And mm-hmm. with everything that's happening in the world, you know, it's just it's a matter of time, literally. I mean, I can feel it around the corner. So, you know, I encourage people not to scare anybody because, you know, we shouldn't scare anybody into, you know, believing in Jesus or anything like that. But I just it's it's a it's a story of hope and it's a story of redemption and it's beautiful. And the terrible that things that are that are going to happen to this world. I mean, the scripture says that it'll be the most horrible thing that the world has ever seen in its entire history and so to me that says that it's unimaginable right now mm-hmm. um you know um and i feel like it's gonna be like one of those movies that you yeah. see that is apocalyptic right where it's the world is literally falling apart so yeah. um but you know if you accept christ that's you know that you you know some of you i can't say for sure that you won't but if you accept christ you know um there's a chance that you won't uh see some of that uh, but again it's not to scare anybody um it's just you know it's what it's what is written so yeah um yeah i just i want to keep encouraging everybody to seek jesus to seek truth i mean jesus is the truth and it's okay if you don't want to believe that, you know, um, you're not hurting anyone else. Um, but, you know, I just hope that it's not too late for you, you know, when Jesus does come. Yeah. So, yeah, so. So as I was saying, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do talk a lot. Wow. I don't know. No, you're listen, good. Listen, hey, listen, listen. It's think... the Holy Spirit that's using me, man. Amen, I, I... amen. I'm not complaining. I'm just messing with you. I, all right. You're, hey, I, take it I up think... with God, all right? Take it up with God. <laughs> no, but... but no, 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 no. Let me talk. It was my turn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Stop it. I was going to say that we have... I feel like... Um, the reason why one of the reasons our relationship is so great is because we have that balance where you're more of a talker and I'm more of a listener yeah and so you'll say you know an essay and then I'll interject (laughs) here and there (laughs) yeah but my interjections cause you to um I'll say (laughs) to re-interject yes which is perfect because I love to listen and you have beautiful words to say no, Mama Bear, uh, I, I like to see that she's so encouraged to read the Bible and, you know, like like she used to have Papa Bear read it to her and now she's reading it for herself and she confessed that, you know, she she loves, yeah. she enjoys it way more when she reads it herself. Yeah, and, and you can see the excitement in her. Like I was talking, yes. it, was so, it was so cool because I know, um, I think I might have mentioned in the last podcast or I don't know, but I started watching, no, I think I mentioned it to you. I started watching the video of um, just different pastors are talking about end times, of course, because 
my brother and I, we just love to talk about the end times and anything yeah. that has to do with the end and Jesus coming for us. Praise the Lord. But something that I loved in that video was how they would go back and forth and one people, one person would say, oh, well, this verse says this and this, and they would all turn their Bibles. And I just think that's so beautiful when people are sitting together um, and they're reading the Bible together and they're saying, this is what this means to me. And this is when everyone brings like, that's just an amazing that, that fellowship right there. So it was, it was just awesome to see that because I, ca I called Mama Bear Saturday night and she had, she had read. God started. She what? She had, re she she had, had read, read what? So much of Ezekiel. Yeah. And so she had questions and then like I pulled out my Bible and then we were just going back. This says this and she's like, well, I read this, <laughs> this other place. And it was just so cool to have that uh, conversation with her. And um, yeah, because it's not, I, it's not something that we have ever done with them either. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's definitely something more and more, and, and I just I just love that. And funny enough, while she was studying Ezekiel, the Lord, Matthew twenty four, hint hint, the world is ending. <laughs> 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 Repent and turn to Jesus. Yes, um, but yeah, but it's it's really good. But yeah, yeah, that yeah. was uh, a good part of the week. Yeah, I like I like to see that about uh, you know her doing that. And by the way. I love you, Ma. Because you know I she's love you listening. More. That's not true. Um, she knows it. Um, but um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's right. pretty much been our week. So listen, listen. Yeah, I was gonna say before you go on your next essay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take a break, and All then right. we'll come back to talk about God's sovereignty. Let's do it. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. Um, he is good all of the time. All yes. of the time. Yes. Um, all right. So here's the story, guys. We were going to record this weekend, but things happen, you know, babies, you know, life. Right. So we weren't able to record this weekend recording we're recording now on monday you know we're able to set a time and everything and we've started and stopped recording this thing <laughs> this is like the third time already um but you know what god knows what he's doing yeah you know he is sovereign which we're gonna go into um <laughs> yeah. if if the lord permits um <laughs> uh, you know well, he's sovereign he, yeah. he knows what he's doing yeah Amen. So, <laughs> so let's jump right into sovereignty. <laughs> All right. What is All the right. definition of sovereignty? It's like deja vu. First of all, what is the definition? All right. All right. It's the quality or state of having supreme power and authority. That's right. And we've established that we don't have any or it's very limited. Right. Because if we I claim to have sovereignty over my computer, um, you know, if it breaks, I 
that's where my sovereignty ends because I can't, you know, theoretically, yes, I can fix it and put bring it back, but yeah. can only do that for so long, right? Once the software yeah. stops updating, I can't make it update. So I yeah. don't really have sovereignty over it or my dog because when I call him, he just goes the other way and does whatever he wants. Right. And when my dog dies, I can't bring him back. So right. I don't have that sovereignty. Um, so we've established that and that also our sovereignty defaults to God and his sovereignty. And so, um, you know, uh, so- sovereignty um, comes into question when a lot of us are dealing with evil and suffering, when we see things in the world that happen that we are not okay with, um, you know, um, people, you know, people dying, masses of people dying, mass murder, um, genocide, you know, um, sex trafficking, um, children, you know, being, uh, abused and all that all that ugliness of the world and so that um, is can be a deal breaker for you know for many people that could be something that prevents people from coming to christ and that can be something that turns people away from christ because they don't understand the sovereignty of god yeah i think the thought process for for them is i don't know if there is a god but if if there is a God and he exists all, he allows all this to exist. And I don't want to know that God that allows so much evil. Exactly. And so when we deal with evil and suffering, you know, it, it, there's two ways for us to deal with it, you know, philosophical and the personal, the way Tim Keller explains it. And the philosophical, like you said, if, if there is a God and he is as big as he is. Why can't he stop, you know, evil and suffering? And the thing is, is that if there is a God and he is as big as he is, then he's big enough to have reasons why he allows these things to happen that we can't mm. possibly understand. That's good. That's good. Yeah. One time you gave you gave the example. Um, I don't know if you heard it somewhere, but you gave the example of, you know, dog again. You know, if you take your dog to the vet and you give him. Um, an injection he doesn't know what's going on he just no. thinks that you know he's being hurt but because we have a higher understanding we know that it's for the dog's own good exactly the same way that when you leave your home you you leave for hours at a time you come back your dog doesn't understand when you leave that house when you get ready i mean you know right those of you that have pets when you start getting ready you put your shoes on you get the keys the dog already knows the dog's very excited because dog thinks you're you're about to take the dog out and when the the dog's world crashes finding out that you're just leaving you know the Mm -hmm. dog does not understand and if you turn around and try to explain your dog hey listen i gotta leave for a couple of hours because i gotta go to work and if i don't work i can't pay this rent if i can't Mm -hmm. pay this rent i can't buy you food and if i can't buy you food we're gonna be in the the dog doesn't i mean yeah it'd be redundant to try to explain this to a dog because the dog is on a different realm of understanding. And so right. the same way it is with God, God is on a different realm of understanding. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we, there's no way we could understand. I yeah. mean, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to meet Jesus because I feel like all of the questions that I have now 
will mean nothing once <laughs> yeah like, once he explains everything once once I, you know i'm able to see behind the curtain <laughs> you know god is going to show me things that i can't even imagine right now and i'm so excited to see that yeah um rapture 2020 yeah. coming soon by the way um <laughs> no no but- and the bible and the bible tells us that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways i love that verse because i mean it that explains his understanding and the why he lets things happen yeah and you know the way he does and and then and then going back to like the personal side of it right when we when we are hurt personally about it you know it's not that god doesn't love us i think that many of us would agree true christians we would agree that if anything evil and suffering i think shows how much god does love us right think about this right if there was no evil and suffering then we wouldn't have courage well what would be the purpose of courage Mm -hmm. it'd be pointless you know uh somebody who um i mean it just everything would be messed up yeah (laughs) everything would be messed up and it, it wouldn't make sense and so, um, but go ahead. I mean, not to play, uh, you know, devil's advocate, devil's advocate. But I mean, I think you could say the same thing about, well, I mean, that's how heaven's going to be like. That's how it was before sin entered the world. There wasn't, you know, all that bad stuff and everything right. was fine. No, no, absolutely. But in the world that we live in, that doesn't make sense at all. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we're going to see. You know, when Jesus comes and restores the earth and restores the heavens, um, everything's going to be made new and it's going to be wonderful. Um, I'm excited to see that. But yeah, but it's not that he doesn't love us because God sent his only son to come to die, to, to live, to die, to suffer, to suffer. I mean, he lived a sinless life. And was still killed by the people, same people that he came to save. And I mean, how tragic is that? Yeah. So so I think the biggest point, just the biggest point in, in, in talking about God's sovereignty and answering that question. I know it's not, um, it's frustrating when someone answers a question with a question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I think, uh, Maureen, you're starting to do more and more. <laughs> but <laughs> Am um, I? <laughs> right yeah and your philosophical questions aren't you uh, with other people i feel but uh to the question of why does god allow so much suffering i think the question that you bring up is uh, a great answer to that question is why would a god who is infinite and eternal and was perfectly fine all by his trinity self <laughs> you know he was in perfect relationship with himself he was having a great old time he didn't need to create us. He didn't need to, um, after sin happened, he didn't need to send his son. He could have been like, you know what? Leave them, you know? You know, they deserve death. They, they deserve hell. Um, and that's what they're going to get. But instead, he's like, I'm going to send my only son, like you said, to die for their sins, to take their place so that they would be with me in eternity and I could have that relationship with them. So I feel like that's the perfect question <laughs> to answer you know, the question of why evil happens. Not, yeah. And yeah. 
Yeah, and people get upset because they they feel like they look at God and they're like, "Why would?" Because because I feel like maybe in our humanity we try to pray, place ourselves in God's place, and we yeah. try to be like, "Man, if I was God, I wouldn't." Yeah, I'd stop all that mess. And if you haven't seen Bruce Almighty, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think that is a is a perfect illustration of what it would be like if humans had, you know. If, mm-hmm. if humans could be God for a day, right? I mean, yeah. the whole world falls apart because yeah. he starts answering everyone's prayers. Listen, but literally tell me, oh my Lord, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. Satan tries to be God and everything messes up. You know, Adam and Eve try to have the knowledge of good and evil as God does. Try to have that, you know, uh, be those God people and everything falls apart. Yep. Yeah, it happens. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's that's those are some perfect illustrations of that. And again, it's because we we don't have the mind, the the capability for it. I don't care how smart you think you are. You you can't understand entirely what God does or how and why he does or allows things to happen. So, um, you know, it's like. Alvin Plantinka, right? I, I bring I bring up that example. I brought it up before, but you know, he says that you know, if you go, if I, he says, if I ask you to go into a tent and tell me how many Saint Bernards you see in there, and you come out and you tell me that you don't see any, then I can take that to the bank. Basically, he says, I I can bet on it because I can infer that there are no Saint Bernards, and I mean, Saint Bernards are huge dogs. So I can yeah. infer that there are no St. Bernards in the tent. But if I tell you to go and tell me how many noceums you see, right? Noceums are a very tiny insect that can come in through the screen of your window, right? They're so tiny they can get in through the screen. So that's tiny. But if I tell so you're you, saying you're saying nobody can see them. Yes, that's why they're called noceums. There's yeah. there's a technical term for it, but I can't remember. It starts with a C and it's really long and scientific. And uh, <laughs> we'll go with no Sam's. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if I tell you to go into that same tent and tell me how many no Sam's you see and you come out and you say, I don't I don't see any. I can't I can't place all my money on that bed because, you know, it's possible that there are no Sam's in there that you can't possibly see. And so he says, why does the reasons that God has for allowing things to happen have to be like St. Bernard's. Why can't they be like Noceums? Mm. Right? I mean, so it, it, that, and I think that is a perfect, perfect way to to look at it, right? I know, I know that in our hurt, in our pain, I know we're going to ask why, right? Job did it. Job is the perfect example. He did it. He went, he had a perfect life, super wealthy, right? Probably had a gorgeous wife, beautiful children. I mean, the guy had it all and some, right? Yeah. And what a lot happened? Of riches. And what happened? Mm-hmm. So Satan tells God, you know, God, the only reason he worships you, the only reason he follows you is because he has everything that he has. But if we were to take everything away, then he wouldn't worship you. So God then allows Satan to take things away. He allows him to take his children away. He allows him to um, have this horrible sickness. 
um, that he had leprosy and, and he allows him to go through all this. Um, but, but God had a purpose in it. And it's important to know also that Satan was the one who caused all that to happen. Right. So it's not that God causes evil to happen, right? Evil happens because sin exists, because sin entered the world, right? And the devil is the prince of this world, right? According to the Bible, right? So sin exists, but we have to understand, which is also hard to understand that God does allow it. So Satan did come to God. He asked for permission and he, uh, and God allowed for that to happen. Yeah. And, and, you know, it gets to the point where even his wife says, Hey, this is bad. Why don't you kill yourself? (laughs) I love you. Why don't you kill yourself? You know? Yeah. And, and I mean, you got to think about it, right? He had to have been terrible in in like terrible conditions for his wife who loved him so much to suggest that. Listen, that just shows how much Job loved. Like we have to live in that example, because sometimes we, we love what God gives us more. We love the blessings more than we love the blesser. And that is, that is idolatry right there. Yes. And God doesn't like that. Exactly. Amen. And, and so, you know, when you read the chapters of, of the book of Job and you get to the end and you find out Job dies, not one single time do you see where God comes down and says, Hey, Job, Hey, so the reason, man, why I allowed all this to happen was because, <laughs> you know, homeboy over here thought he could challenge me. Right. And, yeah. you know, he must have forgot who he was talking to. And so, yeah. you know, I had to show him up. And yeah. so, you know, he God doesn't explain that to him. Job just dies yeah. not knowing. God doesn't say, hey, you know, man, the reason that you had to go through all this is so that you can be an example for Christians that are coming after you. Yeah. You know, he doesn't explain all that. And and, yeah. if, and if God, I think, would have explained a piece of that to Job, maybe Job wouldn't have been the person that, that he was, that he died be, becoming, you know. Eventually, God restored his health, his family. I mean, he had, I think in the beginning, he only had five kids, right? Then he had 10 after that. And his wealth was, like, multiplied. And, like, he was mm-hmm. better off in the end than what he was in the beginning. And, and in the beginning, when you read the story, he was pretty well off. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So. So we don't we don't know. We don't know. You know, it, it's. And so if you break your leg and you're on your way to an interview that could have potentially changed your life. And you curse God and you say, God, why did you you know, allow me to break my leg? I was going to get this interview that was going to change my life forever. But then you go to the hospital and you meet the nurse and you get married and have a wonderful life, you know, you're not going to be mad because you broke your leg. Right. And so the point with that story is that you, we can't possibly imagine why God allows these things to happen. Yeah. But for sure, for sure, because he sent his only son to come and suffer. I mean, Jesus knew what suffering was. Mm -hmm. Jesus lost a friend. He had a friend who died. Jesus, you know, um, I mean, all that he went through, through the crucifixion, I mean, it's horrible. If you look up the crucifixion uh, methods and all that, how the Romans used to crucify people, it's it's terrible. It's a terrible thing, terrible way to die. And he suffered through all that. So he knew pain. He knew loss. He knew uh, anxiety, right? 
as, as anxious as he was right before crucifixion, he prays and he says, Father, please, if there's any other way, right? Yeah. He says the spirit is willing, but he says what? Flesh, is, flesh weak. is weak, right? And so, um, you know, if you read the gospels, you, you read Jesus's life, you understand everything that he went through. And if he went through all of that, and we understand that Jesus is God, and he could have stopped everything with a single thought, with a single sentence, he could have ended it all. He could have ended his own suffering, but he didn't. If he didn't do that for himself, right? Mm-hmm. He had to have a good reason for it, right? Part of that reason was he was dying for us. He was dying for us. Yeah, it was part of a much bigger story. Exactly. That's why I'm so excited to to meet Jesus in the air. Um, meet him in the air? You know, the way the Bible says we're going to be caught up. Right. Meet Jesus in the air. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I don't yeah. want to get into rapture talk, but... But um, yeah, I felt you were heading that way. I was, I was getting ready. <laughs> that's, really, that's really why you said air. I did, I did. I'm ex- <laughs> listen, listen. For those of you that don't know, all right, Jesus is coming. He's gonna take the people that have accepted him. He's gonna take us. And you know, I would love for everybody that's listening, for everybody that I know, that I love, that I care about, to be there with me. Yeah, I would love for that. But unless you accept Jesus and you. Mm-hmm pursue him unless jesus becomes number one priority in your life where you're seeking pursuing talking to him building that relationship up you know it it might not happen and you know it's going to be a reality check and a very very rude awakening when you know when god when jesus comes and takes his church and you're wondering why you're stuck here i don't want to be stuck here yeah, you know what always what keeps coming to mind is that verse where, um, which ironic. So I, <laughs> I want to talk about the book of seeking Allah and finding Jesus, but we'll, we won't do that today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was um, looking up specifically where when Jesus said that he he is God, which he does. Yeah. We won't get into that. But one of the one of the times that he does is he gives an example he says many will come to me and say lord lord i prophesied i took out demons in your name and i'm gonna say i jesus says i never knew you so i think i know you've said whether it was in this recording or another version of (laughs) this recording yeah this is like the fifth take (laughs) you said that um we we don't we don't want people to be afraid and we don't. We we want people to to know God and and have that loving relationship that we're talking about. Like that's what it's about. You know, the Bible says there is no fear, uh, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with suffering, yes. right? So so He does not want us to be afraid of that final judgment. He wants us to look for it with, with joy, like you're saying. Yes. But at the same time, if we are far from God, if we don't have Jesus in our hearts, if we don't have, if we haven't actually received him, yeah, then, then there is a reason to be afraid because the Bible also says that a lot of the time we fear men that can kill our bodies, but we don't feel, but, but, but the men that can kill our bodies after they kill us, 
they can no longer do anything to us. Yes. But we need yeah. to fear the Lord. Who <laughs> yes. who can do far more than that. Yes. You know? And and I think that, you know, if you think about the end of the world, the end of time, if you think about the destruction that is to come, if you think about being left behind and watching your loved ones who follow Jesus leave without you, if you fear that, I think that's a call to action. That's a call for you uh, to seek Jesus and, you know, uh, reestablish that connection and get back with them. And if you don't know him, I think it's important that you ask Jesus to reveal his truth to you. I mean, you have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Mm -hmm. So, so I think we should have just named our podcast Rapture 2020. Instead of <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's many things and it's real interesting. I think that's what excites us. You know, it excites true Christians about the end times is that, you know, it's, it's such a great read. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see, you know, the promise that God has for us and in the restoration of this world. So I'm excited, man. And, and you know, if you get into it and you start studying it and you start really understanding it you start to see how everything that's happening in the world right now since the beginning of this year is making sense. It's starting to align with a prophecy. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited not to leave this world. I'm excited to meet Jesus. I know it's easy for us to default into saying, hey, I can't wait for the rapture because I'm so tired of paying bills and being in this world. <laughs> and I don't want to deal with this person and that. No. Um, I'm excited because Jesus is coming and I'm going to be with him mm -hmm. for eternity. And I can't wait to see what else, what other yeah. little surprises I can imagine. Right. Because, because when I, when I surprise my daughter, I don't want to just surprise her. I, I want to mm -hmm. take it to the next level and blow her mind away. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's what God is going to do with us. Like he's only given us a little taste in the Bible of what he has for us. And Amen. I feel like when we meet with him, I feel like we are going to be blown away. Amen. Yeah. Um, but before we go back to the topic of God's <laughs> sovereignty. <laughs> listen that is god's sovereignty all this is happening yes god is sovereign and he's had a plan since the beginning of time but i did before we go back to it um you were while you were talking you reminded me of a verse i read today yeah um so, so it's in first corinthians 13 i don't know if you've heard it before but it's uh it's a love is patient and kind love does not envy or boast you know, um, I'm just going to stop there because I, I had re I read the verse and I, I was reminded that um, in my prayer that God is love and God is these things. And he just stopped me at, at that first part. Love is patient. Mm -hmm. God is so loving that he is patient with us, you know, and he keeps pursuing us and and all these warning signs is just him being patient with us. It's him again saying, get it together, get it together because I love you. I love you. So, yes. so yeah. 
So God's sovereignty. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So God's sovereignty. So I think um, when we start talking about God's sovereignty, they are too. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go there, before you go there. Yeah. I know where you're going, but I want to read one verse really quick because we were talking about um, how God isn't evil allows for it and we kind of we covered it he isn't Um, evil but what but he allows bad things to happen yes you know um because and and you know sin enter the world so we have all that so i did want to read um one verse really quick in james 1 13 to 15 it says let no one say when he is tempted i'm being tempted by god for god cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Right? So I, I just think that those verses are huge because, as you were saying before, you know, we complain about evil. And a lot of the things that you mentioned, Marie, you know, genocide, you know, um, children being abused and you know all these horrible things it was caused by people yeah right it wasn't caused by god it was caused by people Mm -hmm. and it is because we are sinful we are in our flesh and our flesh is sinful right and you know and these people are are giving into the flesh and and um and god gives us although he is sovereign he gives us liberty the free will, if you will, <laughs> of choosing whether we want to do good or we want to do evil, whether we want to do what our flesh tells us to do or go against it and live by the spirit instead. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to start talking because, you know, I go off. Um, so we're... Uh, wait, 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 one more thing, one more thing. <laughs> Um, another reason why he allows certain things to happen um, is in Hebrews 12 11 um, and it's and it talks about God disciplining his children right so sometimes he just I, I feel like sometimes he puts us in check you yeah. know and it's not that hey I need to punish you because you're evil because because Jesus already took that on the cross but he does discipline his children because he loves us. And Hebrew 12, Hebrews 12, 11 says, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. That's, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> so, so, I mean, we, we talk about, I know we've talked about how a lot of the time, God allows things in his sovereignty and we don't know the reason. Um, But, but I do think a lot of the time God allows certain things to happen to, um, to discipline us in our relationship with him, to have us pursue him more, to have him have us put him as first, because the Bible says that everything that we have in our lives here on earth is perishable. And we need to focus on what is imperishable, which is God. We need to have our treasures not on earth, not on earth because they're going to fade away. Amen. Right? Yeah. Um, but have our treasures in heaven, you know? So. Yeah. So I think I think that's part of the reason why 
for example, I'm, I'm not, I've been asked this question, you know, are you afraid to die? Absolutely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to come off the wrong way, but if I die, it would be a blessing because I would be instantly with Jesus. Yeah. And just thinking about it, you know, it makes me feel a certain way because I really am so anxious. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And so um, not to die, but, you know, to be with Jesus, um, because I still want to be here for my family and everything. But, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've learned for a while now that, you know, I I want to live in God's will. And, you know, he made me and he could, you know, do whatever he wants with me. I'm OK with that. Um, yeah. So. But all right. So. <laughs> Can we get into this now? Okay, do it. All right, do it. So, so there are two major camps, right? Um, they are what we call Calvin, Calvinists and Arm, Arminians. Arminians. Yes. Arminians. We don't know how to say it because that's Cal- the one we're not. Cal- Calvin, <laughs> yeah. Calvinism, Calvinism and Arminianism, named after John Calvin and Jacob Arminius. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there, there were some of the early... What would we call them? People. <laughs> I don't know. Early early Christians. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that um it's pretty much Christians are divided into these two camps. Um and you know, uh we can we can discuss these and have different different opinions. Um but I think ultimately um our number one source for sorting some of the thing, these things out, I think, has to be scripture, regardless of what one person says or the other person says or how good it sounds or how good you want it to sound because if it makes you feel better. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think we just have to, uh, you know, turn to scripture to verify and corroborate these things. And so... You know, I think that's why maybe you and I align with Calvinism. I'm going to explain. There's seven points that really divide these two groups. Um, and that that is what, we'll, what we're talking about today, which is God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. uh, man's depravity, election, atonement, grace, man's will, and perseverance. And so for God's sovereignty, um, Calvinists believe that God's sovereignty is absolute. Um, For Arminianists, um, (laughs) they believe that... I I think it's Arminians. Arminians uh, believe that God's sovereignty is limited with man's freedom. Mm -hmm. Not quite sure what that means but um for man's depravity god initiates salvation and for arminianism a person responds to a call which i feel like could almost mean the same thing (laughs) yeah um election calvinism is god predestined uh for you know predestined us for good and evil 
And Arminianism, uh, God chooses those he knew would choose him. Ooh. Um, for Calvinism, in an atonement, Calvinism, Christ died only for the elect. Arminianism, for atonement, Christ died for all and is effective to those who believe. Um, I feel, anyways, I'll, I'll get into that. But uh, for grace and Calvinism, grace is irresistible. And for Arminianism, free will allows resistance. Do you feel like a, like an Arminian a little bit now? No. No. <laughs> Still Calvinist, except right. for the one uh, prior to this one. All right. Uh, man's will. For Calvinism, man cannot respond to God himself. And for Arminianism, grace extends to all, thus free will. Okay. Uh, for perseverance, Calvinism believes that once you're saved, you're always saved. And for Arminianism, <laughs> free will allows to fall away from grace and lose salvation. Oof. So, I think that if we were talking about Calvinism versus Arminianism... <laughs> We can go for we, a, we we'd for, be here for, for a long time. Um, I think we need to focus on the idea that Calvinism focuses more on the idea that God has complete sovereignty and predestines, while Arminianism, our you know that other one, uh, focus <laughs> focuses on free will and that, yes. like you said. His sovereignty is limited. Yes, yes. So okay. I'm going to give you my personal thoughts on this, right? Based on okay. what I understand, what I've read so far. Um, okay. I I understand that it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's a little bit of both, right? Yes, God... God... Um, God knows what we are going to say, what we're going to choose, what we're going to do. He knows. So he knows everyone that's going to accept him in advance. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he makes you choose. I feel like um, I heard someone explain it this way. It's like it's like it's like there's a football game on today. Right. It's live. And mm -hmm. you you DVR'd it you, so that you can watch it later. But on your way home, somebody texts you the final score. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, man, why did you say Like, I wanted to see it. Like, you already know the final score, even though you didn't want to. Somebody texted it to you and you get home and you still watch that game. Does that mean that those players that you're watching don't have free will because you already knew what was going to happen? You're sounding like an Armenian right now. <laughs> you're, you're saying both, but you're sounding Armenian. <laughs> I know. Just so you know. This is, I know, I know. So, but at the same time, I know what the Bible says, right? Here, this is going to take me to what the Bible says. I was going to say, finish what you're saying so we can... Be, so before, we can 
before I talk out of place. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave Philippians to you because I know you're going to talk about that. Um, but for example, in Romans nine, when, um, when Paul is talking about, uh, da, 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 da. so, you know, the Jacob and Esau story, right? Yeah. How does that go? <laughs> Do you want to prepare? <laughs> no, no, no. All so- right. Okay. No, no, no. All right. So Jacob, um, <laughs> Uh, their I'm mom. Trying to give, by the way, I'm just trying to give you opportunity to talk because I I feel like okay. I'm talking too much. So their their mom, I think her name is Rebecca, right? Or was it Rachel? Uh, I don't remember. Um, right now. I don't know. Let's start, start with an R. The point is, um, Rebecca. no, it was Rachel. It was Rachel. Rebecca. It was Rachel. Are you sure? Yes, I'm looking at it right now. And not it was Rachel, so, but also when Rebecca had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac. Yeah, it was Rebecca. Do you want me to read the oh, verse? Oh, no, too? you're right. You're right. Jacob's wife was Rachel. Uh, I'm also right because I'm ears. reading the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Oh, I'm my sorry. gosh. All right. It was Jacob. Jacob's wife was was Rachel. How he loved Rachel. Anyways, so Rebecca has um, twins, right? Yes. Esau and Jacob. And then Esau was born first. And then Jacob was born holding onto his ankle, the Bible says, and it comes out. Um, what was your question again? I don't remember what it had something to do with. <laughs> so my, what I was going to get to was that. Um, in, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So so when he was um, before they were even born, um, God said that the older being Esau, the older son would serve the y- younger son, Esau. Uh, sorry, the older son Esau would serve the younger son Jacob. And yes. so when we see the rest of the story, we see that Jacob steals Esau's birthright, you know, and we see that es- uh, Jacob pretends to be Esau so that he steals the blessing from his father Isaac. So then we see that Jacob becomes later becomes Israel, right? Yes. And from him comes the 12 tribes and, and the rest of the story of Israel. But yeah, so the main thing that Romans refers to is that before they were even born, Esau, you know, God said that Esau would serve the younger brother. So I want to read the part where Paul in Romans nine, where Paul's talking uh, to the Romans and he's Mm -hmm. kind of he's kind of trying to help them understand this, this uh, trying to bring understanding to them. Right. And he says, uh, chapter nine, verse 14, he says, what shall we say then? You know, uh, pertaining to, you know, God choosing Jacob over Esau. Um, Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God. Who has mercy for the scripture says to Pharaoh for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show you my power, my show my power in you and that mm-hmm. my name might be proclaimed in all the earth so that he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. Mm. So, so that tells me, right, that God, there are people that 
are predestined to live out their purpose, right? And that purpose could be like Pharaoh, you know, to harden his heart to the point where it caused Moses to come and do what he did so that Israel could be um, freed. Yeah. So, so the big thing with that, because that's, that can be, uh, that can be, that can sound harsh. The fact that he can have mercy and who can, he can have mercy on. Yes. But the big thing is a lot of the time in our humanity, we, we say, God, but why don't you have mercy on, you know, on these other people? You know, how, how, how come you yeah. don't have, how come you only have mercy on some? How, whether, how come you only have mercy on some people? Um, and the better question is, you know, how come you have mercy at all? Right. So a lot of the time we, we see it negatively where we say, how could you not have mercy? Where the better question is, how come you have mercy at all? Because the truth is that no one deserves salvation. You know, no one deserves mercy. But he in his grace and his in his love, he has mercy on who he wants to have mercy on. Yeah. So God, it's, the big thing is God is saying that he has mercy on who ever he has mercy on and a lot of a lot of us in our humanity have a problem with that because we think god how you know how can that you know you're being unfair by saying that you're being yeah. unfair by not having mercy on some but the truth is is that he he is being merciful on those that he is having he's giving mercy you know in our humanity we think how can you um you know, how can you make that decision? But the real question is, how can you have mercy on those that don't deserve it? Because nobody deserves it. Yeah. So why, he is showing the mercy on giving it why to do good he, things, who he wants to. Why do good things happen to bad people? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and you know, in uh, Matthew chapter 20, the beginning of it, the first 16 verses, Jesus gives a parable that pretty much explains this maybe in a softer tone, right? And he gives a parable of the laborers in a vineyard where you know they got some some laborers that are that are there and you know this guy that owns the vineyard he comes and he hires these people and you know every day he comes by and he hires somebody and so at the end of it all you know he ends up paying everybody the same amount of wages even the guy who just started today (laughs) you know he gives them one one denarius and and then the guy that started five days ago, he also get gets one denarius. Uh-huh. And you know they 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 um, it's when he's finishing the parable, it says, uh, uh, "These last worked only for one hour, and you have made them equal to us." So this is like the first of the guys that are coming and complaining. So the the last only worked one hour, and you have made them equal to us. Uh, of the day and the scorching heat but he replied referring to the the owner of the vineyard but he replied to one of them friend i am doing you no wrong what did you did you not agree with me for a denarius take what belongs to you and go i choose to give to this this last worker as i gave to you now this is the important part and i think this is the part where jesus is is talking about you know you know, himself and everybody else, as far as his sovereignty goes. He says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or 
Do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be the first and the first the last. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think like you said, it's, it's something that's hard for us to accept in our humanity. Um, but we have to understand, you know, we're dealing with an eternal, supernatural being yeah sovereign being you know if you build if you create something a computer program that creates a program he can do whatever he wants with it right there's the other parable too of the uh of the the pot right the pot maker or what that he says he says does not the guy who makes the pot Right. I'm paraphrasing mm-hmm. here because I don't yeah. remember the exact words, but he says, doesn't the guy who makes the pots have the right to make a pot for good and also make a pot for dishonorable use? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Yeah. So God has power and so- sovereign power over absolutely everything. You know, he tells a tree to grow. The tree grows. He says, let there be light light happens and when god speaks things get done so um that's why it's so important for us to get to know jesus because jesus is our lifeline literally our lifeline yeah so here's my question again i don't like to say devil's advocate because i'm god's okay god's so don't get it go don't get it twisted (laughs) uh so here's just my question because when I came to, when I came, Romans nine is just a hard one to swallow. Like, honestly, yeah. it's, it's really hard to swallow. And I remember I was very frustrated with God. The question is if God then has mercy on whoever he has mercy on mm-hmm. and he, he does whatever he wants. then then, then why do I, why should I even seek him if it's up to him anyways? Mm-hmm. Like if I if I'm yeah, not seeking well, him, it's it's a sovereignty, right? <laughs> when, yeah. If I am seeking him, then it's so so. So what is it? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. So Romans nine nineteen uh, continues and says, "Wait, are you answering my question? Or are you just <laughs> p- potentially <laughs> okay?" And says, "You will say to me then, why does he still? All right, uh, sorry. Let me go back a verse. It says." So then what so so then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whoever, whoever he wills. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to it, why have you? Oh, this is the part. Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? I think I think the idea 
Even us, whom he has called, not from the Jews, but only also from, from the Gentiles, as indeed he says in Hosea. Those who are not my people, I will call my people, and her who is not beloved, I will call beloved. And in, every, and in the very place where it is said to them, you are mm. not my people, there they will be called sons of the living God. Okay, so so really quick. So that is reference, referencing is, Israel. So here's the awesome thing about God. That since the beginning, when he talked to Abraham, he said, through you, all the world will be blessed, basically. All the world would be blessed. He didn't say that just the Jews. He said all the world, right? Yeah. And so, so the beautiful thing about God and his sovereignty and his plan is that... Um, he, so we see that his chosen people, Israel, their hearts were hardened, right? They kept going to God, leaving God, going to God, leaving God. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm sure it was very frustrating for, uh, yeah, it was just them going and coming back, much like we are all the time. Yeah. But part of God's plan in allowing that, maybe, you know, according to this, maybe even predestining that is that because of their disobedience, then the word was then preached to the Gentiles. He says, I'm going to make a people that are not my people, my people, <laughs> because, <laughs> because you were disobedient. So, so even though we see this, um, we see this hardening, we see this hardening of hearts. We yeah. see that it's part of a greater plan so that so that so that those who weren't his people, which is us, would become his people. And in doing that, Israel would then become jealous and come back to God. Yes. So that that again goes back to this this um, the fact that God is sovereign. He sees a bigger picture and we just see the small part that may seem frustrating. But he's like, you you don't see the whole picture. I I understand things that you cannot understand in your flesh right now. Here's here's how I heard someone explain this too. He says to to explain God's sovereignty, right? Picture picture each person getting on a boat at the beginning of a river and taking off down river. And and then every so often somebody else gets on another boat and gets on the river and then it's and so on and so forth. And it keeps that cycle keeps repeating itself. The first, the first person that got on the boat doesn't know how many people are behind them or how far they are behind them. The last person that got on the boat doesn't know how many people are in front of him. The people in the middle don't know how many are in front or behind them. Right. Or what's coming. They all, they all know a small part of that river. Mm -hmm. This is the part where they are. And the guy in the front gets to gets to a, a, a fork in the river where it breaks off into one very crazy, you know, um, you know, I mean, the water's getting crazy. Right. And then in the other way, the water looks very calm. Right. Mm -hmm. Very, very calm. And God is in the helicopter above and God could see everyone at different mm -hmm. points of the river. And, you know, how awesome it would be if we had a radio and we could say, hey, God, so I just got to a fork in the river. Mm -hmm. um, should I take this one that, I mean, the water's pretty calm. It looks safe. Can I just take this way? 
And God says, no, take the one that looks crazy. How awesome like, would that be? <laughs> well, li- listen, listen. And then, and then, and then, and then you insist. No, but God, but look, this is, I mean, it, there's nothing going on on the left side. Let, you know, let's, let me take the left side because the, the water is calm. No, take the side that looks crazy. Why? Why should I take the side that looks crazy? And then from the helicopter, God tells you, hey, well, don't you know that right before a waterfall, the water gets really, really calm? Mm. Right? And because from up there, you could see the whole picture. You know the waterfall is to the left. And the guys on the bottom don't know why, you know, God sometimes pushes us to go through certain things, right? And it's it's all part of the process that God is using to mold us, to build us, to make us stronger in him, to trust him. That is huge. Yeah. And trust him in his sovereignty. I know that, I mean, we have, I feel like some form of, <laughs> I, I still, I'm, I'm, I sound like an idiot, but we, we have some form of free will, right? <laughs> <laughs> you pick a side, okay, man? Pick a side. How about, listen, how about I go, I explain myself, <laughs> and then. Here, here's the thing, is well, that when, no, I look, no, no, no. when I look at both sides, <laughs> when I look at both sides, because I've, I've all right. Here's 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 what I mean by free will. I feel like right, say that again. Say that last part again. So when when I look at both sides, mm-hmm. right, I feel like oh, I lean to one side or the other sometimes, and back and forth and back and forth. And ultimately, you know, I know that Scripture tells me. I know what Scripture tells me. I know I know God is in absolutely total control. And I think that what we maybe take as free will is maybe what. God probably refers to as our responsibility. Because I feel like even though God has predestined us, I feel like we're still responsible for doing like the other side of that, the other yeah. part of it. Okay. Let me tell you what my right, thoughts are. Well you well, you get it together, man. <laughs> All right. So when I was uh, when I was a, teen- a teenager, um, I was completely convinced free will, free will. I can do whatever I want. You know, I choose God 100 percent. And I would have these debates with my friends who were, um, you know, predest- predestiny and predestiny and God is sovereign and he chooses you. And I get so frustrated because I'm like, you're wrong. And then I would say verses that support my, what I said. And then they would support verses that would support what they would say, you know. Um, and then a lot of times when we have a very have a very strong point of view or we've thought about it for a while, we'll take what we'll do is that we'll take we'll only look for verses that support our view. Yes. Or we'll absolutely. look at we'll look at verses and we'll see, well, this is how this supports my view rather than your view. And then the other person will see, no, it's how I said it, but you miss yeah. these other words. And this means that. So, so I think it's very important. Um, we, that we have to look at the Bible as a whole. 
right? We can't just take bits and pieces. We, yes. if, if we are in a, this type of discussion with, you know, a fellow believer, we have to look at their verses. We have to ask God to, to, to reveal to us the truth and not to be arrogant in our own thinking, because that's, yeah. you know, we, you know, we're sinners and we tend to do that. So, you know, so additionally, additionally, if you're reading the Bible properly, <laughs> Sorry, I feel like this is important to interject. Additionally, if you're reading the Bible properly, when you read a verse, you should also go look at the cross references to that verse. Because a lot of times there's 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 some backstory there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> I love you. I love you. That was important, guys. Listen, God had a reason for that. Use your cross cross references. Um, so, so what happened was I, you know, God humbled me and he had me go to him. He had me look the verses and I found different verses. Um, and also with prayer, prayer is super important in that. So, um, to support God's sovereignty, I found actually, let me say first, uh, what supported my thoughts of you know, the fact that we choose and we have free will. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to, near to you. So it sounds like from that, that we have to first take the steps and then he draws near to us, right? Yeah. Revelation three twenty says, behold, I stand at the door and knock, right? If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and eat with him and he with me. So it, it shows that there has to be, you know, he's knocking, but he's asking for permission. You have to open the door that he comes in, right? Yes. Um, but on the other side, and honestly, I don't remember really which verses I was referring to, but this is, you know, while I was doing the research. So that was choice. But also we see verses that talk about his sovereignty. So Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 says, But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So we see that um, we see that we were dead in our trespasses. You know, we were like Lazarus. You know, he was completely dead and he could not just raise Bring himself. himself yeah. Only Jesus could do that because he was God. The only time that Lazarus could get up from his death, you know, from being dead is when Jesus spoke him into being. So we see God's sovereignty in that. Um, we see that many times in the Bible, you know, God talks specifically about the elect, <laughs> like those, that, those that are chosen, yes. right? We see many times that God says um, that he hardened, that people's heart were hardened, like what you read in, um, in Romans, right? Yeah. But we go to, we go to the verse that we talked about in the previous epi episode, Philippians 2, 12 to 13. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Right? Yeah. So we see that, yes, you're working out your salvation, but it is at the same time God who is working in you. And those, those parts in the Old Testament where it says Pharaoh's heart, you know, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. You yeah. know, in other places in the same book, it says, and Pharaoh hardened his heart. So we see that God's God is hardening his heart, but also at the same time, the Pharaoh is hardening, hardening 
his heart. So what I came to understand, like you said in the beginning, is that both are happening. You know, we are we are predestined. God is sovereign. But at the same time, and I don't think we'll, we'll be able to understand how both can happen at the same time. He chooses. But at the same time we choose, (laughs) you know, and it's hard to explain, but I, I know that when I choose to read my Bible or when we choose to pray that I'm choosing to do that. But at the same time, I know that the only reason I have that desire is because God placed it in me. Yes. I agree with you. (laughs) So the answer to the question (laughs) Is it's both, like you said, it's yeah. both, and um, it, well, and the only reason we can say that it's both but, is because the Bible clearly says that yeah. it's both. And here's the thing, too: the reason that I say that it's because I I wasn't saying that to say that it's one over the other. It's yeah. like you said, it's it's simultaneous. They, you can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. It just it just can't happen. Um. I know, I know these, these topics are, are a little bit tense, especially if, you know, if you're listening and you don't, if you don't even believe in Jesus. Um, but we, you know, we want to encourage everybody. Seek Jesus, ask Jesus to reveal the truth yeah. in your heart. And, you know, watch how Jesus will radically change your life. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say that because the reason why I feel like this is important to understand that both are equally important and both equally happen is number one, that on the one side, you know, yes, he is completely sovereign. He chooses me. It's important to understand that because um, it just shows his grace and it shows his love that I wasn't I was lost. You know, I was completely a sinner. I was damned to hell. But at the right time, God sent his son, you know, and God, God stirred up my heart for him. Like it wasn't like one day I, I decided for myself, hey, I'm not really uh, pursuing God as I should. It's not I, I don't feel like that's what happened. I feel like God is the one who stirred up my heart. God is the one who oh, stirred yeah. up your heart where he's like, you, you know, you've been lukewarm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you guys have been lukewarm. You, you need to. You need to seek me. You need to pursue me. You you need to seek the real thing because I want to, I want you to have so much more in life. You know, I came so that you would have an abundant life, you know? And so, but at the same time that he predestines and he stirred that in us, yeah. you know, the Bible is always constantly giving that warning is always constantly saying, listen, it is giving you, like you said, is giving us the responsibility of you have to seek. You have to draw near to him that he would draw near to you. He's knocking, but you have to open the door. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's where we're at. With sovereignty. <laughs> Yeah. There's there's just so much. There's so much. I know. Listen, yeah. there's, uh, you know, if we were to l- just sit here and just talk, like unlimited, let's just call it, let's, if we were to call it like unlimited access, right, to the Bible, mm-hmm. 
I mean, we would be here for a couple weeks yeah. just on one subject. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, there's people that have spent over 50 years studying the Bible who are still learning secrets of the Bible. Yeah. That that God is still revealing, you know, his secrets to them. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, um, I, you know, speaking of God's sovereignty, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for everything that is to come. Amen. Yeah. I, I just have a question. Maybe we could close with this question is, yeah. um, something that you mentioned when we're trying to talk about and pray on what to talk about next, you know, after yeah. talking about atheism and talking about how we know the Christian God is a real God, you said yeah. we need to close it. We need to talk about his sovereignty because that brings it all together. Yes. So my question to you is, what do you mean by that? How does, how does that bring everything together? Well, you know, we, we started, we start, we started discussing atheism versus theism, right? Because mm-hmm. those are those are the two main opposing viewpoints, right? Mm-hmm. And then naturally, once we established why uh, theism made more sense, um, then we established why, out of all the religions who believe in somebody or something, why Christianity, why Jesus, why God, and then we touched on the rapture. Right. And so we said that it's amazing how God planned this because we we talked about. We talked about Jesus. Right. And the beginning, you know, and his life, like we had to in order to establish theism, we had to talk about the beginning, which was Genesis, the creation of the world. And then and then we, you know, we then talked about the rapture, which is the end of the world. And then we talked about Jesus, who kind of brings that all together. And and with his sovereignty, he is the beginning. He is the end. And the, the way that the sovereignty brings it all together is that God has been in control the entire time. An eternal God who created us who predestined us who will redeem us he's in control of it all and i think that's why sovereignty ties everything together mm-hmm. because the ultimate thing here is that god is in full control mm-hmm. regardless of what happens good bad Good, bad, and the ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, everything. God is in total, total control. And I think the hardest thing for most of us to grasp is that. Is because we want to try and bring ourselves to God's level and say, God, you know, why? Why this? Why that? You know, why Why doesn't God just do this? And we can't. You, you can't. You, you, you want to talk about things that God should do when you can't even try to understand why God even decided to create us in the first place. 
mm-hmm. or how it's even possible. You know, how it's even possible that God could create plants before he created the sun and the moon and the stars. You can't even understand that. And, you know, you want to understand why God allows things to happen that come on. So it's it's important. Again, it's important that we go back to the Bible, we read it and we ask the Holy Spirit to give us the wisdom and the understanding to to see what is there, what is written, what God wants us to see. And, um, you know, I can't stress that enough. Amen. I hope that made sense. I, you know, it does I, make sense. I, I, a lot of the times when I, I start talking, man, I, I want to honestly say that I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, you know, I have completely submitted to God and, you know, he, he uses me however he pleases. I, you know, I listen to a song constantly by Hillsong called I Surrender. And every time I play that song, it melts, it melts me away because, you know, (laughs) that's exactly how I feel. It's, I don't know. It's like the perfect song to listen to when I start to forget and I start to think that I can do things on my own. Mm. That's good. So, which is, you know, how the world is living. The world is living in a way that, you know, we feel that we, we can do it. We can control it. We, we are in charge of our own success. I'm here. Okay. Um, and so, you know, we get so self-involved thinking that tomorrow, you know, tomorrow I'm just going to go to work. Tomorrow I'm going to go to work. But truthfully, I don't know if I'm going to make it to work. I don't know if God's going to call me to be with him. I don't know if I'm going to get to work and make it and drive back home and make it to see my daughters, to see my family, my wife. I don't know that. I I can hope for it and I can presume to think that that's what will happen. But ultimately we don't know. And so that's why when I leave for work, I, you know, I try to be as loving as I can with my family. And when I get home, I, you know, I try to do the same. I mean, today I got home. I couldn't wait to get home today. And I was a little upset that I had to go to Target first before I came home. But when I got home, I gave my daughter the biggest hug because, you know, my friend's daughter, you know, dying in a in a fatal car accident really, it really touched me today. And it's been on my mind all day. And I just, I couldn't wait to come home and hug my daughter because I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that again. Mm-hmm. So... You know, yeah, that's why that's why that song again, I went off on something else. Sorry. Um, that's why that okay. song just uh, really, really touches me. It's called I Surrender by Hillsong. Um, so I think with that, I think we're going to end um, 
you know, for now we're going <laughs> to, we might touch back on sovereignty, uh, you know, because God is sovereign, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's apparent in everything that we see, that we do, that we talk about. So um, I'm sure we'll, it'll come back up again, but for tonight, um, we're going to leave it where it's at. And, you know, again, we want to encourage everybody to seek Jesus. You know, Jesus is the way that is the truth, the, the way, the truth and the life. And, um, you know, just you got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Mm. Nothing to lose and everything to gain. It makes me really sad when you ask people if Christianity was true. Would you? except Jesus. And there's people who have the courage to say no. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to cry when I hear that because I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but I hope that, you know, somehow people do, uh, do seek, Christ. Amen. All right. So God bless everybody. Thank you for joining us uh, this week. Uh, Again, we apologize for taking so long to put the episode on longer than usual. Actually, we're like, we're like, uh, we're like 20, 20 hours, 20 hours behind schedule. Um, but uh, please, please feel free to, you know, write us a review on uh, Apple Podcast. Go to our website and uh, check us out and um, share it. Share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that, that you love, that you care about. Share it with everybody. Um, because none of what we're talking about is us at all. None of it. Everything is God. Amen. And, uh, you know, we, we are, we have surrendered. We've submitted to God's will and everything that happens in this podcast and through it is just to glorify God. And I promise you that if you are listening to this and you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart, that's what this is for. That's what this is for. And our hope is that you do it sooner rather than later, because someday, someday that I feel is going to be very soon, someday soon, you're going to remember this podcast. You're going to remember this specific episode, maybe. And you're going to say, man, why didn't I? just do the simple task of asking Jesus to come into my heart and reveal the truth to me. Why didn't I do it then? So I pray that whoever this was for, that you have listened, that you submit to Christ and um, we'll be praying for you. Amen. All right. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. On Angie and Steven's podcast, Christ Christ alone, Christ Christ alone alone podcast. podcast.
Come on, don't change it. Don't change it. (laughs) We're like professionals. I don't know about that. (laughs) All right. God bless you guys. We love you.